welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Okay. All right, we're going to resume. Um, we've just finished the uh, third step. And down at the bottom of page 63, it says, Next, we launched out on a vigorous course of action. The first step of which is a personal house cleaning, which many of us had never attempted. Though our decision, that's the decision of the third step, was a vital and crucial uh, step. It could have little permanent effect unless at once, followed by a strenuous effort to face and to get rid of the selves uh, get, and be rid of the things in ourselves which had been blocking us. Our lust was but a symptom, so we had to get down to causes and conditions. Um, so, how soon after the third step uh, could you do the fourth step? Somewhere between next and at once. Okay. So that that that's the flexibility that that uh, that you have. Okay. Now, it talks about a um, commercial inventory as a fact-finding and fact-facing process. Um, and uh, to discover the, uh, the uh, truth about the stock and trade, to, dam- to disclose damaged or unsaleable goods, to get rid of them promptly and without regret. Um, and they're going to talk about this uh, uh, casting out of our uh, uh, defects of character to be rid of them. Okay, this program is not going to teach me how to how to cope with resentment or fear. It's going to teach me how to to, to be rid of these things. And I'm not telling you that that if you do these steps, you will never be resentful, or that you'll never. Be, be frightened. What I'm saying is that if you're willing to continue to practice this as a way of life, you can be free of whatever resentment and you can, uh, as they suggest, you can outgrow whatever fear it is that's uh, troubling you today. And since most of us will find a new fear uh, for next year, the good news is you can outgrow that one too. So it says we did exactly the same thing with our lives, taking stock honestly and uh, being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what had defeated us. We considered its common manifestations. So the problem is self. And, uh, and, and before it said selfishness and self-centeredness, and we want to be free of it. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, let's consider the common manifestations. And uh, in the, in the next few pages, we're going to look at the common manifestations of self. 
and that would be resentment, fear, and the harms we do other people. Okay? The, those are manifestations of selfishness, self-centeredness. And the harms we do other people leads to problems like shame, guilt, remorse. So, um, the, the, uh, the, again, the instructions for writing out the inventory appear in the Step Into Action books. I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about this, and we're not we're we're not going to to write out a four step inventory this weekend. But but when you leave, I hope that you will know uh, know precisely, specifically, what the instructions are, uh, so that so that uh, because it's it's kind of easy to get caught up in the in the prose and, and miss the point. Okay. So we're about to come up to the next bait and switch here. Okay. First, the problem was lust. Then the problem was self. You know, the, we had an allergy, but the problem centered in our mind. Okay. And, uh, and now it says resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more uh, sexaholics than anything else. From it stem all sorts of spiritual disease. For we have been not only mentally and physically ill, we have been spiritually sick. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. Lust was the treatment for my spiritual malady. Okay, the spiritual malady that I have is manifested, or or what I'm aware of is the spiritual malady is that I'm restless, irritable, and discontented, and that's unacceptable to me. So I need to treat the restless, irritable, and discontented. But it's kind of like somebody who has pneumonia and shows up at the doctor's office with a fever, and the doctor says, "Don't worry, I'll make your fever go away." Well, Doc, what's causing my fever? We're not going to worry about that. We're just going to make the fever go away. Well, the pneumonia will kill you. And dead people don't have fevers. You know, so the problem is we have been treating symptoms without ever even understanding what the underlying problem is. And the underlying problem is a spiritual malady. And the true... My understanding of the true malady is that, that, that I have a conception of myself as separate and distinct from God. Separate and distinct from all the rest of God's creation. That I am in this hostile place surrounded by, by people who mean me harm and that the only way for me to cope until the day I die, is to keep myself protected while trying to wrest as much satisfaction as I can out of the world by managing well. Now, when, 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 you, when you live life from that belief system, does that, cover, does, does that come close for most of the people here? Okay. This is a real problem. 
okay? And what we're, what we're about to do is we're about to identify the, the source of this spiritual malady and then, in short order, when we once we've identified the 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 the, the true nature of the problem, we're going to cast out the the damaged goods that have been causing this problem. Okay, I have not come. I have not stayed in SA for the last sixteen, seventeen years because. All of you, so that all of you other love cripples could teach me how to walk with the limp. Okay. I, I, if 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 SA cannot give me a path to freedom from this problem, if I cannot live happily and usefully whole, if I can't be alone at perfect peace and ease. See, I know how to get perfect peace and ease. Called oblivion. All right. Um, so if you guys can't offer me a sufficient substitute, I'm out of here. And that was my attitude when I showed up to AA. I brought that same attitude to SA, and I and I and 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 Rick recognized it when he when he uh, sat across the table from me, and uh, and and uh, and figured that that. That this was this was this was something that he recognized, and and he said not a problem. And I didn't believe that I I thought because remember he sold millions of dollars of insurance. The commissions alone made him a multimillionaire. And I figured this is a sales job. This guy's good at what he's doing. <laughs> <clears throat> he actually uh, underpromised and overdelivered. So, here's here's the the deal. In dealing with resentments, we set them on paper. Now, uh, there's a couple of ways you can do this. I'll tell you how I how I prefer. Not that it's necessarily the right or only way, uh, but but rather uh, that that um, it just seems to work real well. And it says we made a list of the. People, I'm on page 64 down the bottom. People, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry. And when I make a list, my thought is, I'm not going to take your uh, your notebook from you, Kevin, uh, is you just take take a page. And on, uh, uh, on that page, just start writing them down. Okay? The people are easy. Okay? The institutions aren't that hard. You know, the vice squad of the uh, Detroit Police Department, um, the IRS. Um, this is a, a, a this is a, a election year, so at least one political party's got to got to have you upset. Maybe both of them. Okay. Um, uh, so so people, institutions, and principles. Okay. Here's a principle you got to love. God helps those who help themselves. Okay, that's got to be that's got to be one. If that doesn't piss you off, then 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 you're not paying attention. But if it doesn't piss you off, find one that does. Okay, because they're out there. Okay, um, that that um, yeah. 
uh, well, honesty, uh, but but it's it, you know again the principle of honesty may or may not you know I want I want them to be honest, but I want to be able to be deceptive. So uh, anyway, whatever whatever the principle is that you that you you can write it down, okay, um, and and you just make the list. And you can add the nice part of making this list on a separate piece of paper is that you can add to it at any point as you go through this. Um, so you make a list of the of the uh, the uh, persons, uh, institutions, and principles, and then on the next page you turn the page, and you've now got two clean pieces of paper facing you. Okay, and and uh, and this is I'm not. I'm going to take it away from you, Kevin. <laughs> and here's 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 the way that I that I uh, uh, suggest that that is the best way to uh, to do it. Take once you've got two pieces of paper facing you, and you've got your spiral notebook, and the the spiral part is right down the center here. So down the left-hand side where that little uh, red red line is, take the first name off of your list, and that's the first column, and that is uh, resentful uh, at. Okay. And if you're looking on page 65, there it is. Page 65 looks like it's a three-column inventory, and it is. Except that at the end of this, you're going to need a fourth column. So go ahead and make room for it. So column two is the cause, in other words, what they did. No, they say that in, in recovery we don't take other people's inventories. Yes, we do. Column two. Okay. What did they do? That, that caused us to be resentful. And we're going to look at this in a minute. On the, on the other page, draw a line right down the middle of the page. And, and for column three, we'll look at what goes, goes in, in, in that. But it's basically the parts of self that are, are affected and it's the security, self-esteem, personal and sexual relations, and ambitions. Okay? And that's the first three columns. And that's all we, we're going to talk about right now. We'll get to column four a little bit later. What I want to, what I, the, and, and again, this is all laid out in uh, the the Step into Action books, one, the first book, one, two, and three. So if we look at this, um, it it, um, um, it it talks about what why we were angry, what they did, and uh, and they give some examples like Mr. Brown's hitting on his wife. She's told the wife about his mistress, and he's 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 brown nosing the boss to take away my job. Now this is a pretty big deal. This brown character might need to be killed. All right. (laughs) 
Notice the brevity with which this is described. Okay? If you... You've already played this over in your mind way too much. (laughs) It would be much better if as you're preparing this fourth step uh, so that you can do your fifth step with your sponsor... Uh, if you if you kept if you keep this very brief, because because um, I am not going to indulge uh, uh, someone's ego by listening to all of their drama about how Brown has done them wrong. Um, this this is kind of like a a bullet point presentation. You got to get to the you got to get to the to the important points of it and you got to get there fast because I'm not going to like I say I'm not going to co-sign your BS by 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 letting you go on and on about how abused you have been by Mr. Brown. Now, look in the third column on page 63. And at the top of this it talks about how you have certain options of what goes in page, in column 3. Was it our self-esteem, security, ambitions, personal or sex relations which had been interfered with? You might actually want to put numbers by this, highlight them, whatever, but those are your, those are your choices. Okay? You got five choices listed there. Okay? And then, just because Bill was still in early sobriety, Look at the very last. His wife misunderstands and nags, likes Mr. Brown, wants the house put in her name, and now she knows about my mistress. So no wonder she misunderstands and nags. And look under affects my personal sex relations. Well, yeah, security and see that he's added pride in there, even though it's not in the list at the top. Now, I don't have an opinion. I really don't think I have an opinion about whether or not it matters for you to put pride as one of your options in the, the, the third column or not. But as long as you limit yourself to those six options, it's going to be okay. All right? And if you think about it, this really is getting to, to, to the important parts. I think pride is superfluous, honestly. Okay? Not that it's bad, just that it's superfluous. I don't believe it, the, the way that it's describing pride here, in other words, what, what I think other people think of me, uh, that's not at the same basic level as self-esteem, Personal, uh, um, uh, okay, physical and financial security, personal relations and sex relations or ambitions. Pride is kind of like another level on the hierarchy. If you want to put it on there, that's fine. I just don't think you should have to. Yes, sir. Why is sex relations on here at all? Being that we're sex addicts, shouldn't that be something we're not trying to say this affects my you know, being? Shouldn't that be optional? 
Well, the point the point is that that the sex drive is a, is is a natural instinct. And what what what? Remember, we read lust last night. Is the is the demand that a natural instinct serve an unnatural purpose? Okay. And and what 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 what? It is it is my intent sometime um, in the next couple of weeks when I get home that my, my wife and I will make love, okay? It is not a need. It's not a demand. But sexual intimacy is an important part of our marriage, okay? And, um, and I think it's a, an important part of most healthy marriages. I'm not saying that, that no marriage can be healthy without sex. I'm saying that it's an important part of most marriages, and um, and so, but what I want to do is I want to get it right sized. Okay, I want want sex to have its proper place, and when it's when we say sex is optional, it is optional. Okay, uh, when 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 my when my wife when when I've when I've scheduled time to spend with with my wife on a weekend, and uh, and she said and she says. Um, um, you know, um, my my arthritis is is uh, acting up. I don't feel like uh, making love today. The the real question is, can I can I say what would you like to do instead and mean it, and then f- try to find something that she can enjoy, that that we can enjoy together. Because I don't want her to have to go through the motions of, of be, being sexual when when she's not physically capable of enjoying it and being present. Okay? So so that I said I'm telling you, I want freedom from lust. I'm not willing to accept sexual anorexia as an alternative to sexual addiction. Okay? I'm not saying I never have issues with anorexia any more than I'm saying I never have issues with lust. What I'm saying is that I'm not willing to let those be either of those be the driving force in my life anymore. And um, and I got news for you. You don't have to. Whatever whatever your sexual ideal is, we'll get to that a little bit. Whatever your sexual ideal is, you can have it. Bill, can I take a shot at something? You can tell me if, you, if, if, if I'm off base here, but the, the pride self-esteem thing. Um, self-esteem, to me, seems like it's very healthy. That's inside mm-hmm. me. It's my side of the street, and that's and I and I own that, and that's part of who I am. Um, pride strikes me as sort of the addict in him talking about the fact that he's worried about what everybody else is thinking that he can't control. That, that, like I say, I don't care. Put it in or don't put it in. I, I I'm not. It's one of those things where I'm not going to take. I just I've ceased fighting everything and any and everyone. But most importantly, I'm not going to fight the big book on this. Okay, um, I just don't find it. I, I never found it useful in any of my inventories. Um, and and, uh, and and but but when somebody comes and says, "Well, it's in the big book," I put it in. It's kind of like, "Fine, okay." What does that mean to you? And because the real answer is what we're going to get at is really the important point is not what's in these first three anyway. This is just to keep you entertained till we can get you to, to the fourth column. Yeah. I'm struggling a little bit with, in a sense, with security and, and what all that encompasses. I mean, one, one thought I think, one, one thing I think about is health. I mean, you know, some of the guys last night talked about blood mm-hmm. pressure going way up. 
That uh, that's part of our security. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our physical, emotional, uh, material, financial security. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's what do we need? You know. Um, you know, and and um, we need certainly. You know, it's 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 hard living outdoors in Michigan. Southern Florida, maybe not so much. Um, you know, um, you know. I'm looking looking around. I don't see anybody who's had a lack of food. But if we <laughs> if we did have a famine in upon the land, then suddenly food the, that would be that would threaten people's security. Okay. Are you going to talk about every single one of these items on the list in on page sixty five? He has fear. Yeah. In parentheses. He's gonna. We're gonna to get to that in a little bit. Okay. We went back through our lives. Nothing counted but thoroughness and honesty. When we finished, we considered it carefully. Okay. Uh, the first uh, thing apparent was that the world and its people were often quite wrong. Okay? Now, unfortunately, in, in this list, there's only a few things that I think might actually be wrong. I think that it's none of Brown's business to tell my wife about my mistress. It's not my business to tell your wife about your mistress. Unless, you, unless your wife is my sister. Then you're in trouble. Okay? I understand that it seems unreasonable for, uh, for my boss to uh, threaten to fire me for drinking on the job and, uh, and stealing money from the expense account. But that, it's really not. It just seems that way to a sick alcoholic. But the other thing is that a lot of, as we write resentments, okay, one of, you know, can you imagine how my my uh, my abusive alcoholic mother, how much ink she got in my first two or three, okay, and what she did was wrong. That's wrong, 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 indefensible, inexcusable, wrong. Period. No excuse for that behavior. There were reasons why she did what she did, but nothing excuses the behavior. Okay, so so it is true that, that as you go through this, you will find where a number of people who are just often quite wrong. And then you'll find a lot more cases where other people seem to be wrong. <clears throat> but to conclude that others were wrong was as far as most of us uh, ever got. And then we uh, stay angry at them, we fight with them, and we don't win. Now, here is the crux of the problem with resentment. The only reason I'm willing to give up uh, resentment is it's going to kill me. Okay, so one of the this is one of the places. Or now, yeah, now I'm willing to give it up because I don't feel good. But but early on, it took the threat of death to get me to consider this. So let's see what happens here. It is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility and unhappiness. Okay, I can tolerate that. To the precise extent that we permit these, do we squander the hours that might otherwise have been worthwhile? How many hours have you spent in resentment Plotting and planning how to get even that you that you could have been enjoying um, a good uh, you know 
baseball game or going out and having fun with your friends. Okay? But it was a price I was willing to pay. Okay. But with the alcoholic, whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. Not a little bit grave. Infinitely grave. We have found that it is fatal. Now they've threatened my life. You have my attention. For when harboring such feelings, we shut ourselves off from the sunlight of the Spirit. That's right. As long as I'm hating... Okay. How many of you got kids? Okay. All right. Most, most of you. Okay. I really like you guys. And I'd like to be friends with you. But i got to tell you something. I hate kids. I hate your kids. <laughs> now, how are we going to have, have a good relationship? You got a problem? Okay. Imagine that you're telling God, I want you to be my director and employer. I want you to take care of me, but there's just one thing. There's five or six of your kids that I really hate. (laughs) Okay, so we're shut off from the sunlight of the Spirit. The insanity of lust returns and we drink again. And with us, to drink is to die. Now they've threatened my life again. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. One more death threat. The grouch and the brainstorm were not for us. By the way, brainstorm. Uh, in, in in the old, uh, about, I've got a, a, a there's a 1913 uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary available online, which will give you the dev. It's online. It'll give you the definitions uh, of the English language as they were used. Uh, at the time this book was written, and brainstorm means violent emotional outburst. Okay? It's not the brainstorming that Walt Disney later, he was the one, by the way, who developed the idea of sitting down at a table and going around with everyone. So, So that's what they're talking about with brainstorm here. They may be the dubious luxury of normal men, but for sexaholics, these things are poison. Come on, I get it. You're threatening. You're threatening my life. I got it. Okay. That question about yeah. when it says that we had to be free of anger is that you know because I I get angry all the time. Sometimes it lasts for two seconds. Sometimes it lasts for twenty years. But are they talking more about the anger that turns to resentment and lingers, or just anger? I think that's an excellent point. And 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 uh, and and and. Uh, uh, I, I'll tell you what I what I how I look at this. Um, in in the twelve and twelve, they talk about the fact that 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 none of us get perfect release from our defects of character. That perfection is is our target, even though we won't achieve it. But since perfection is God's goal for our life, we're going to accept God's plan rather than substituting what we think will be acceptable um, and that and I'm willing I'm, I'm, I, that makes perfect sense to me with that being said um, um, yes I get angry yes I get jealous yes 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 to all of them the question is am I am I willing to let them drive my life anymore 
and uh, and so so uh, today I I am am not driven by a hundred forms of fear. I'm not driven by resentment and anger. I'm not driven by lust. Now, all these things will show up in my life from time to time. Um, but and I'm I'm I, if we have some time, I'll, I'll tell a story about how about how Rick tricked me into this because I never intended for it to go this far. But uh, <laughs> but but uh, at some point, I, uh, uh, as as it as it suggests in the twelve and twelve. Uh, the goal is perfection, and I will have to settle for steady improvement. Um, we turn back to the list, for it held the key to the future. We were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. Stop and observe. Okay? The previous observation was <coughs> that these people are wrong, They've done us wrong, and that's that's where we were stuck. Now, are we ready to look at it from an entirely different angle? Uh, because because if you're not, then then you're going to have to stay stuck. And it's, we've just spent the last couple of paragraphs threatening your life with what's going to happen if you stay stuck. And I get it. Some of these people don't deserve to be forgiven. Now you've got a question to ask. Do you want justice or mercy? Because, because whatever you choose, that's what everybody gets. Are you ready to face justice? Okay. So if you want mercy, it's either, it's either mercy for all or justice for all, and you're part of all. At some point, I have to be willing to look at this because we begin to see that the people and it, the world and its people really dominated us. And in this state, the wrongdoing of others, fancied or real, had the power to actually kill. They're just not going to let up on this, are they? Okay? Do this or die. But notice that it's not only whether or not they actually did something to harm me. It's, it's if I think they did something wrong, whether they did or not, that's, that, that can kill me just as dead as whether or not this person was actually treated me in an evil fashion. So how can I escape? We saw these resentments had to be mastered, but how? We could not wish them away any more than alcohol. Most of you have heard of the Joe and Charlie tapes, and they have a description of resentments. And, and in their, their illustration, they use the, uh, the instant replay on the TV that... Uh, 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 you're watching the game. One of the defensive uh, linemen comes unblocked on the quarterback's blind side, and uh, just as he's throwing the ball, just absolutely creams the guy, 
drives him to the turf, pounds on top of him. The um, the the football goes bouncing away, and uh, the lineman jumps up, and the quarterback doesn't move, and people they stop the game, and people come running out to look at the quarterback. And uh, so they uh, they show the uh, they show the the play again. Um, and, and you see that, indeed, this guy had a full head of steam, and he did not slow down just as he hit the quarterback. He hit him at full stride and, and, and took him right down to the ground and managed to, to, to hit him before he, his arm started forward, preventing an incomplete pass and causing a fumble. If he'd held up one second longer, could have changed the outcome of the game. Oh, well, maybe this was a bad thing. Maybe he was playing good, hard football. Now, the quarterback's still down on the, the ground, but they're helping him up. Now they're going to show the play from a different angle in slow motion. And this time you can see that not only does the guy come in and hit him really hard, but since it's slow motion, you can watch the quarterback's uh, head and neck as he kind of gets slung. And then you can see as they go down on the ground that not only does the quarterback fall on the ground and bounce, but as he's bouncing, the guy comes down on him again and drives him into the ground, and they both bounce. And you know that this is just awful. And remember, this started as just a hit on a quarterback, and now you're watching this. Now the quarterback's up. They're ready to run the next play, and and they do. But the producer has found another view from a different angle, and they're running this again. The, the ball's five yards down the field, but we're going to look at this hit one more time. That is a resentment machine. <laughs> and every time that you, that you watch it, the, the hit gets just a little bit harder. The quarterback gets pounded just a little bit more. The, the, he bounces just, you know, I mean, it, it just gets worse and worse every time you look at it. And that's the way we do our resentments. So that at some point, if you're not homicidal, you just haven't massaged it enough. <laughs> So, 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 and, and the problem is that even though these things may actually kill you, you can't decide by, by, by power of self-will that you're going to be free from them any more than you could make your lust go away. So, what are we going to do? This was our course. We realized that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. Though we did not like their symptoms and the way they disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick too. So when we're looking at someone who is spiritually sick, cut off from God, like, like we were cut off from God in our spiritual malady, right? Okay. And, uh, and, 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 the, and it says, like ourselves. So what I want to encourage you to do, because this is somewhere on your first step probably, I want you to, 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 in the like ourselves part, I want you to think of the three worst things that you ever did. 
in your spiritual sickness. And simply ask yourself this question. If I had not been spiritually sick, would I have done these things? <coughs> then, you look at the, uh, uh, the, the person who wrongs you and what they did to you, and you say, um, this is a spiritually sick person. And we pray the prayer for each person. We ask God to, sh- to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. When a person offended, we said to ourselves, this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? God, save me from being angry. Thy will be done. So when it says we ask God, that's a prayer. That's an instruction to pray. And... Um, and and a um, uh, uh, it may be that that uh, that what we can do is look at this and say um, say the first name on your list, mom. God, please help me see that when my mother did these things to me, that she was spir- a spiritually sick alcoholic, just as I was a spiritually sick alcoholic. Please. Save me from being angry. And please help me show her the same mercy you have shown me. Okay. Now, you go through your list. You've now finished the first three columns. You go through your list and you pray this for each name on your list. Okay, is there anybody here who believes that that the that 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 you could do a twenty-year uh, career in the Detroit Vice uh, Squad and not have some degree of spiritual sickness? Oh my, wouldn't take twenty. Okay, so here's my here's my point. If you resent the Detroit Police Department's Vice Squad. Can you are can you work at seeing the 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 institution as spiritually sick as well as some of the individuals in the institution? I only did ten years on active duty in the Navy, and I got to tell you, it you know when I when I apply this to 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 the institutions in the government that that I just it's kind of like well how come they haven't just chosen up sides and started killing each other already you know it's not a, it's a dysfunctional system so I, so so that's that's the first part and um, and and then if you if if as you go through it you mean it in other words you really and truly can see this person spiritually sick make a check mark and then go on to the next name, and and just 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 check it off. Okay. Now, as you're doing this, and you 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 do this through the through through the list. Now, now now you're ready to to uh, to look at the list again. Okay. Referring to our list again. Now, this is why there was a fourth column. Putting out of out of uh, our minds the wrongs of others we uh, had done, we resolutely look for our own mistakes. 
Where have we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened? Though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely. Where were we to blame? The inventory was ours, not the other man's. When we saw our faults, we listed them. We placed them before us in black and white. We admitted our wrongs honestly and were willing to set these matters straight. Okay. We are looking for our mistakes, our blame, our faults, and our inventory. Where in there does it say we're looking for our part? It doesn't say our part anywhere. Okay, and that's what—that's the point, point I want to make here. Because as long as I think that I have a part, then I think the other person also has a part. And I want to start apportioning whose part is bigger. Whereas if I simply admit that we've got two spiritually sick people here, and I'm praying for the other spiritually sick person as well as for myself, then at some point... I've got to look at what were my mistakes, my shortcomings, my faults, whatever you want to call it, because I'm doing my inventory. And I have options. I've got four. Okay? Selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened. Now, we've, we've come up with two lists that, and that I think need to be fairly restrictive. The first one is that we can look at on the on column three, we can look at the uh, the uh, security, self-esteem, um, and and personal and and sex relations, um, uh, and ambitions. The reason I like to keep it limited is because otherwise, people who've been to too much therapy, like I have, will start <laughs> adding in. My ego was threatened. Okay, we can have a conversation for at least two or three hours on whether you want the Freudian definition of ego, the Jungian definition of ego. The you know we can go on with that. That you know this is not psychotherapy, folks. This is recovery. Okay, my inner child was threatened. We can go on about that. I'm not making fun of therapy. What I'm saying is therapy is therapy and this is recovery and 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 let and 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 let's focus on what this book has to offer and stay on that. And in the same way way, selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, or frightened. And and let's not get off to off on things like conceited and egotistic. See, I can come up with all kinds I've got a really good vocabulary. And I now have a smartphone that has a dictionary app included that has a thesaurus. Do you understand how much how 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 completely obscure I can I how much I can obscure what's really going on here with with mental masturbation? Let's just stick with what worked for the first hundred, has since worked for a couple of million, and is working wonderfully well for a couple of thousand sexaholics. Okay? That's where we're starting here. Now, at some point, if you want to do some other inventory process, and, and believe me, there's a lot of good ones, okay? 
you know, uh, the the uh, the Jesuits have have a spiritual inventory uh, of exercises by Saint Ignatius. Uh, Hazelton publishes good books. I'm not making fun of any of the other stuff. We're just trying to get through this the way it was laid out the first time, and we're trying to avoid distractions. That's all. So, so it, you know, and and I've been accused of being a step Nazi in the past, and and I I, I really. I really don't like that. I mean, I, I'm willing to own to the fact that I really believe that these steps are powerful. And I think that it helps if I do them the way that's been demonstrated to work. But, but it's kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not the, the, the Gestapo who's gonna come around and tell you that you did it right or wrong. The problem is, if you don't get it right, you might die. And I really don't wish that on you. Um, and, and, um, and, and I have done a lot of therapy work before and after, uh, I did this step work. Um, so it's, I'm not saying this, this all there is, but boy, this sure does get rid of a lot of the poison, uh, out of my soul. So, so I put them down in black and white. Um, I want to make a comment about, um, about resentments. Uh, because uh, they really are the number one offender. And um, at the back of the book, the last story is, uh, I'm sorry, the next to last story is called Freedom from Bondage. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encapsulate this very much. But, uh, but what happens is this, this woman's telling the story. She's got a resentment against her mother. And it and and she realizes if she doesn't do something about it, she's going to end up getting drunk again. And she believes that when she gets drunk, she will die. And she 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 doesn't know how to be free of this uh, uh, resentment. So uh, the day when she realized that uh, that she that she was running out of time, uh, 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 she says, "One morning, I realized I had to get rid of it." For my reprieve was, was running out, and I didn't. If I didn't get rid of, I was going to get drunk. In my prayers that morning, I asked God to point out for me some way to be free of this resentment. During the day, a friend of mine brought me some magazines to take to a hospital group I was interested in. I looked through them. A banner across one featured an article by a prominent clergyman in which I caught the word resentment. He said, in effect, if you have resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't mean, even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it, go ahead and do it any way. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find that you've come to mean it and you will want it for them and you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate and understanding and love. Um, now, I think he's he doesn't understand, the, this clergyman doesn't understand the alcoholic mind when he says two weeks, but uh, aside from that, everything else <laughs> seems to be really sound. And I want to look at the principles involved here. First of all, I need to pray. And I need to pray specifically. Okay? Um, uh, 
if I'm praying for my for my boss, and I need and I'm praying for everything that I would want for myself in his position, then I need to pray uh, pray that uh, that he he uh, uh, earns a good performance review, that he he's eligible for a, a bonus. Um, that uh, that his wife is understanding about the long hours that he's putting in at work. I mean, go with it, okay? Now, one of my friends really takes it over the top that his uh, that his his lawn grows plush and green, but so slowly that he only has to mow it once a year. I mean, he just you know, you know. But but the point is, just just take this wherever you want. The, the, the prayer is not get him God okay that's not the prayer okay and and do it and keep doing it there's only a few people in which I have had to do this type of work for an extended period of time and and indeed they were the people with whom I had the longest most Sickest, most abusive relationships uh, in my life. Okay, and those require some serious work. And and I got to tell you, um, miracle of miracles, the woman who divorced me in nineteen ninety—I don't remember when it was final. Now ninety-five or ninety-six. Anyway, um, when our son got married, we worked together to do the rehearsal dinner. As a as a as a a team, so that our son could have the wedding that we wanted for our son. And during the rehearsal dinner, she leaned over to me and said, "I really like your wife." Now you don't have to call that a miracle, <laughs> but you got to remember. Uh, uh, 15 years later, she told me flat out, it's not fair that a bastard like you, who's caused as much pain in the lives of as many people as you have heard, can go to those damned old meetings, work those steps, and suddenly your life is all good. Anybody pick up on a little bit of anger and resentment? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No yeah. there. You know, and so, and like I say, just, you know, uh, 15 short years later, things are different. Now, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about the principles involved in what he suggested. What did this lady do that made this work? Okay, it's not just the fact that she wrote out the prayers. It's that she got up in the morning and prayed to God. Excellent way to start the day on my personal experience. She asked specifically for help with her problem. Since she knew she couldn't do it on her, on her own, that's, that's humility. God, I can't do this. I need your help. That's humility. Then she set about trying to help others by taking some magazines to a, to a hospital. And when she put herself in a position to start helping others, the solution for her problem coincidentally appeared right in front of her. And we've been joking this uh, weekend about... Um, uh, what a coincidence is, and I like the, the idea that it's when God chooses to remain anonymous. Okay? 
One of the other people said, I don't believe in coincidence, but I do believe in God. And I'll, all I want to do is put my... See, when I'm in self and in resentment and in fear, it's awfully hard for God to get my attention because the noise in my head is way too loud. Okay? You know, you know, uh, uh, an alien could, could land in a spaceship and bring me the solution, but I'm in here and I'm missing it. But when I get out of myself and start looking at how I can help others, it's amazing how the grace of God starts showing up in my life. So, uh, so that's, that's, uh, that's uh, resentment. And uh, it seems to me that uh, since the next thing we're going to do is talk about fear, and somebody else already mentioned, notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside all these difficulties. And this short word somehow touches about every aspect of our lives. Um, uh, the question is, what should we uh, do about it? And uh, we're going to pick up on that at the next session. And uh, we're finished with 67. We'll start back on page 68. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.